Welcome to the show. It's your boy, Lewis. And it's your boy, Gibby. What's going on, guys? All right. The music intro today was by The Who. Who? Yes, by The Who. And it's called The Kids Are All Right. And I Mm. think this is a fitting song because, yes, the kids are all right, man. They're all right. They look all right. I think they're going to be just fine. Um, Today, we're going to talk about current events Habs news. We're going to talk uh, about our weekend. We were at the game yeah. this past weekend in Pittsburgh. Uh, we're going to talk about the Habs hot start. Lizzie is back. She comes back to talk about Jonathan Drouin's struggles and other Habs-related topics. And she's going to participate in our real-life segment, so you get to learn a little mm-hmm. bit more about ourselves. Uh, we have the weekly sports picks and so much more. Um, but first... We have a, I have a couple things to address. Mm-hmm. So let's address those. I want to thank Carrie Price. Okay. Because on the last show, you know, I had some worries about him. Mm-hmm. And I thought that, you know, he didn't look like himself. He didn't, I didn't think he had a strong preseason. But I want to thank him because he looks great. He looks like Carrie Price again. And thank you, Carrie, for coming back and being yourself. Let's start okay. with that. Okay. Uh, let's talk about our weekend, Montreal-Pittsburgh. It was a great game. Well, obviously for Habs fans, 5-1. Yeah. Um, I think what I took away from Pittsburgh the most was uh, I fell in love with a pizza place. <laughs> uh, pizza Care. Pizza Care, right beside uh, Lewis's fiance's house. Yeah, she lives like literally two blocks from PPG Arena. Yeah, other than that, uh, yeah, I didn't like the game. No, I'm kidding. Um, no, the game, the game, the game was great. We ended up uh, meeting up with Jess Habs and uh, Christina Marie, her like bestie. Yeah, they're besties. They go to, they travel. They've been to like, yeah. I think twenty or no, I'm lying. Like maybe like thirteen, fourteen. They're like super arenas. They're super, super Hab fans. Yeah, super Hab fans. So yeah, I saw I saw on Twitter that they were in Pittsburgh, and I hit them up. I said, hey, let's. Yeah, we we shared a, a, we shared a beverage, a beverage of, of that of stuff, and uh, yeah, it was nice meeting them there. It was nice, just it was a good, yeah, really, it was a great vibe, good game. Yeah, it was. I would definitely. I'm excited. To, I'll go, I want to go back. I checked. There's no more Saturday games in Pittsburgh, <laughs> so maybe next year. But yeah, it was it was a great time. Yeah, and great results. Yeah, exactly. Overall, that was a, that was the best thing. Guy guy in front of us, the row in front of us, really was liking was liking Lewis. Yeah, he must have loved me, man. You know, I usually don't chirp, but I think that I had all this built in. You know just all the stuff built in from last season on, on such a bad season and, and just having this success and everybody counting us out, I just felt like it all came out in that game. Yeah, it was a good and, time. You know, I never take it too far, but little friendly chirps. Yeah, the guy be never Penn's, a couple of Penn's fans were laughing at us, so yeah, it's all like good. It. They like it. Um, okay, so our habit prediction results. So first goal, you nailed it, Gibby. You said Lekkanen. It was Lekkanen. He, he got it. Uh, I said Tatar. He didn't <clears> get it. He still was good, but... Um, so we said, how many goals would Price let in? You said five. You were wrong. 
I said six. I was wrong. <laughs> the answer was four. So we Let both four goals. Not underestimated Carey Price. Um, goalie shutouts. Mm-hmm. So I said Marc-Andre Fleury. You said Bobrovsky. Bobrovsky. None of those guys got shutouts. But uh, Holtby, Halak, Bishop, Gibson, Leonard, and Mike Smith yesterday Yeah, uh, all got uh, shutouts. I'm surprised. But none of the goalies uh, we chose got shutouts. So, so we got that wrong. It sucks. Uh, and let's do a little fantasy hockey update. So let's check it out. I mean, this is week one, so it extends for two weeks. So there's really mm-hmm. no winner from week one, but we'll, we'll go into it and, uh, and see who's leading right now. Okay. So right now, it's for those of you that don't know, Lewis and I are facing off in the first round. Yeah, it doesn't look good. Uh, so... My team is beating Lewis's team 7-4. Um, Max Strowworld against Team Domination. Do- team Domination is winning 6-5. Ooh, tight one. Yes. Hellborn Habitant is beating I Know What I'm Drewing 5-4. Ooh, another tight one. And a really tight one here. Bergie's fourth liners against Montreal Rehabs 6-6. All right. Good matchup. Pasta Primovera against Rags to Riches. Pasta Primovera. Riche, is, Rags to Riche. Sorry. Rags to Riche, sorry. Uh, Pasta <laughs> Primovera is winning 6-5. Our very own Girl, Girl Lafleur is beating Attitude Era 7-4. Yay! And how Lizzie! You, shout out Lizzie, but when it comes down to our matchups, it's no holes barred. Yeah. No, no punches <laughs> held. <laughs> Yeah, no yeah. punches held. And then you just stopped. <laughs> um, and then our final matchup is how you drew in is demolishing forever Canadians fans <laughs> 11-2. But it's still lots of hockey to be played. Lots of hockey. It's only the first week, so everybody just take it easy. Set back. Don't fire off any trades just yet. Relax. Yeah, just let it go. You know, it's there's weird things happening in the in the NHL right now, so we will discuss that later. Um, okay, now it's time for what's happened since we've been gone. So, John Bones Jones is uh, set to return, mm-hmm. and he's got a date. He's going to fight Alexander Gustafson on December 29th in Las Vegas. Are you excited to see Johnny Bones Jones back in the ring? I am. In the octagon. Listen, outside of his personal life, he's a good fighter. He is. He's a good fighter. Um, I believe the last fight was John Jones ended up winning. Correct? Yeah, he but beat it was, Cormier. No, no, no. I'm talking these two. Oh, he did. Yeah, I, well, I was at that fight. It was here in Toronto. Apparently. It was very close It was fight. a very questionable very, Not result. questionable. I'm not going to say questionable. It was close, though. A lot of people are saying that Gustafson should have taken. If, 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 if there was no belt, Gustafson. Yeah, I'm Gustafson, not going to say. Oh, my God. I can't Gustafson. 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 <laughs> I'm not going to go as far as saying that he should have won guaranteed, but you know how it is. If you're the, cha- you got to beat the champ. Mm-hmm. I thought it was close. I was, I had the privilege of watching that fight live and I thought it was fantastic. It yeah. was a great fight. I got, had some good seats here in Toronto. It was great. And I thought it was close. Yes. I don't know if he did enough to, to take the title though. Gustafson has that issue though. Like even against Cormier, I believe he always like puts on a good showing, but he can never like elevate his game to winning. He seems confident that he can take out Jones, so we'll, we'll see. 
That'll be huge. Um, Derek Carr, man, he he <laughs> threw a pick on the opposing team's one yard line with a healthy Marshawn Lynch in the lineup. Like, th- hasn't anybody learned? Learn? Hasn't anybody Give learned? Marshawn the ball. Give it to beast mode. Are you like even Marshawn Lynch uh, commented and he's like, well, you know, I, I done seen that before, man, <laughs> but it, it's okay. <laughs> I done Dude. didn't see that. Before. Marshawn Lynch could be one of my favorite humans all time. Yeah, he's pretty funny. But, man, give the guy the ball. He's a beast. Yeah. He'll just knock people over. So, uh, the people just don't learn. Um, Graham Gano hits a 63-yard uh, field goal. It's a game-winning field goal. Uh, I got to play the Spanish clip for, for you guys. Le ha sobrado distancia. Le van a servir. Tiene altura. Tiene profundidad. Va a llegar. That's amazing. That is. I thought that was a great call. He he. This is not the first time he's done that. I think anytime uh, Graham Gano hits a big field goal, this guy. Uh, it's a spe- there's a big uh, I guess Spanish following there Hispanic, for the Car- yeah. Yeah, yeah Carolina Panthers and uh, they have a Spanish radio. I think it's hilarious. It's just great. Everything sounds better in Spanish. All commentary. Yeah. Um, David Price being David Price oh. going one and two thirds innings, giving up three runs on three hits, two of those being home runs, but. They have not shied away from him. He will start in the ALCS second game. Jeez. Maybe he'll get his first win. Maybe. I mean, it's, it's just like yeah, you paid that much money. You got to give him a go, right? Did you see the Yankees cheered when they announced his name? Yeah, yeah. They gave him the Because they're Bronx like, cheer. yeah, <laughs> we're going to win. Yeah. Yeah, not so fast. Um, so the Brewers, <laughs> the Brewers ended up sweeping the Rockies. Yeah. Uh, and Dodgers eliminate the Braves. So now they're going to face off in the NLCS. And then Astros eliminated the Indians. Bye-bye, Donaldson. And uh, Boston uh, finished off the Yankees yesterday. So they'll meet in the ALCS. Mm-hmm. You got any predictions? Um, I'm going to, I think, honestly, the winner of the ALCS wins the World Series. I'm leaning more so towards the Astros to repeat. Ooh. Yeah. They're a strong uh, I, I, squad. Yeah. I think that I think it's the Dodgers year. No, everybody says that. You know, I said that last year, I think, too. Yeah. But I think this is the one. <laughs> this time, this, this time it is. Last um, time didn't count. This one's the real Boston, one. though, is gonna be tough. 100 percent Boston's really good. Um Tom Wilson, so this is old news, but Tom Wilson got 20 games. NHLPA has filed an appeal. Are you surprised about the suspension? Do you think it will be reduced? No, it's an appeal. It's just kind of like a process thing that they go through. It ends, it'll end up getting denied probably. And then, no, man, Wilson needs to learn. Honestly, he really does. I think it might get reduced. I think that it was a little bit harsh for borderline such play. A I know, offender, I know man. he is, but I still think maybe somewhere. I think they're setting an example. Maybe somewhere ten to fifteen. It's a lot of money the guy's losing. But then again, but I, teach like, him. either way, yes, I think it will. It might teach him because it is a lot of money. But I still think they might shave a little bit off. I don't see it. Not saying that it's the right thing to do. I'm just, I have this feeling that they will. Mm. 
Um, So yesterday, this is hilarious. The Predators, okay, raised a regular season Western Conference champions banner at their home opener. They ended up losing 3-0, by the way. Regular season Western Conference champions. That's what the banner says. I've never... What? Yes. (laughs) Don't they usually just wave like the Western Conference finalists? I just don't get it. I don't know. It's... Yeah. Like in the playoffs, they they weren't. They they didn't win the West. They didn't win it. No, but usually do they not... This is a regular season. So this is them being the the Western Conference champion in the regular season. Oh, my God. But usually (laughs) they raise one for playoff. Some teams do if they win the conference or whatever. They didn't win the conference, though. Oh, my God. So that's why it says regular season Western Conference champion. That is a fail, my friends. That's I'm sorry. Terrible. That is a huge, 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 it's huge fail. That's like, wow. It's like, well, you know, we got to give something to the fans. That is embarrassing. Like, yeah, I, I wouldn't want to see that in my arena. Take that down. Yeah, it's bad. <sighs> embarrassing. Um, Islanders draw just 8,790 fans to the game against the Sharks. This... This market sucks. Nobody goes. It's a it's a record low again. Like these guys can't bring fans in, and yet Quebec City can't get a team. Man. Anytime you anytime you bring less than ten thousand fans to a game, you it's know, embarrassing. An and they lost their star power. I know they still have Barzell, but they lost a big guy, Johnny T. These guys are going to struggle to put uh, butts in the seats. And let's just move them to Quebec. What do you say? Yeah, let's do it. Bring back the rivalry. Yeah, I'm down. Um. So Flyers mascot Gritty, man, this guy's just taking the NHL world by storm here. Uh, he made an entrance on the home opener. He got cabled down from the roof. Mm-hmm. Pretty funny. Yeah, but then they ended up getting demolished. They ended up losing 8-2. <laughs> yeah, they got demolished. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I don't know. But still, this guy's <laughs> all over the place. Gritty Gritty better be careful, man. He's, he's, he's taking, risking his life coming down with those cables. You've seen what happened to Owen Hart. Oh, my um, God. <laughs> no, that's not funny. I'm just saying, right? Like, it's dangerous. You've seen him slip the other day and, and you know, right? You've seen him slip and hurt himself. Okay. The guy, somebody tweeted. They're like, I have a feeling Gritty is going to be dead by the end of the year. Holy shit. Somebody said that. And I th- I'm like, yo, it's true. Come on. Somebody needs to stop on, risking man. his life, stop. man. The guy's got to take it more serious. I know you got that big fluffy suit on, but still, man. You know, that's not going to save you from falling. Yeah. Um, Carolina Hurricanes, man, they celebrate the, uh, their win with a Viking thunderclap. Okay, they all gathered in the middle of the ice with the Viking thunderclap. Yeah. And then they all power skate into the end boards and hop into the boards. So dumb. How do you feel about it? It's dumb. Come on, man. I was, oh, I was actually hoping that the Habs do that. No, that's The stupid. home opener. No. no. Okay. That's yeah, dumb. That's terrible. That's really dumb. <laughs> it's so dumb. Um significant injuries, man. Lots of injuries. So Matt Murray suffered a concussion from watching all those goals go in on Saturday night. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Um, No, but he seriously, he seriously did get a concussion. Yeah, he did. I know. Uh, Jonathan Quick suffered a knee injury in practice. Luongo was out two to four weeks with an MCL injury. Joe Thornton out with knee inflammation. That old age. Yeah. JVR is out five to six weeks with a lower body injury. So some few uh, important injuries there. And um, now it's time for uh, some Habs news. Uh, what the heck? Sorry, I had a thing for that, but I guess I didn't pull it up. Oh, here it is. 
There you go. Um, so this is a trade. Gustav Olofsson <laughs> for Will Bitten. We didn't yeah. get to talk about it. I like it. You do. I do. Uh, we, okay. We traded a guy that, in my opinion, didn't, I, don't, I didn't see him ever cracking the NHL on the Habs lineup. Just because Will Bitten is a center. Yes, you can he's argue. He's not a center. He's like you a winger. He's wing playing on the wing. He's, you can move to the wing, whatever. But honestly, we have, we have a lot of wingers right now, okay? And we literally traded him for a guy that beat out Mike Riley in Minnesota for a roster spot. Yeah. So we essentially traded Gustav Olofsson, Willie Bitten, for Willie Bitten with, I don't even know where I was going with this, to be honest, right now. <laughs> but we basically, <laughs> yeah. we got two D-men. <laughs> yeah. From, we robbed Minnesota. Okay? <laughs> yeah, we robbed them. Let's just, that's where you were going them. with it. That's what we I robbed said. Them. <laughs> we what robbed them. We Let's got just you. go there. I think that's what you, th- you said that. We basically robbed Minnesota. We gave him yeah, Will Bitten. I don't Bitten. know why I was repeating both <laughs> We gave him Will Bitten. We took two good defensemen from him, right? And uh, I don't know why I was <laughs> repeating You know how I feel. I like Will Bitten. So I've, do I. I, I yeah. thought that he would be an early season call-up. I, I thought he had a strong camp. I really liked the kid. I do get your point. It's true. We do have a lot of players like him. Uh, small, kind of tenacious wingers like Brendan Gallagher. That's his style of play. Yeah. Max Domi. He's that type of player. I would, I would say he's more like a Max Domi. He's got a little more skill, I think, than Gallagher. But yeah, I guess he's that type of player. I guess we, you know, Charles Houdon's another small kind of, you know, winger like that. Mm-hmm. So maybe, yeah, I guess maybe he was expendable. We don't know. Like, let's see. This Gustav Olofsson, like you said, he beat out Riley last year to to play in the NHL. He played a few games, 50 games, 50 plus games, I think, in the NHL last year. So he has the experience. It's a good depth guy. He's a big boy, too. I think he's like 6'4". So, yeah, I mean, I'm not crazy about it. I liked Will Bitten a lot. I I really did. But, I mean, time will tell. I I just, there's not, I can't be mad at this team right now. I thought that, I think that Mark Bergevin has made a lot of good moves. So, right now, let's just see, see how it plays out. Uh, Kale Fleury got a three-year entry-level deal. Good for him. Yeah, good for him. He's playing in Laval, so nice to see him there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Byron Fraze, man, he gets another go at the Laval Rocket captaincy. Hopefully uh, he stays there. Yeah, let's, let's let him keep it this time. Let's marinate there, yeah, Byron. Yeah, come on, Byron. We need you, bud. Yeah, we, you know, yeah, yeah, we want to call you up, but... The kids need you. needs you. They need you. You know, it's you need to stay. Yeah. Uh, forwards: Kenny Agostino, Michael Chapu, Alexandre Grenier, and Michael McCarron were selected as alternate captains. We're gonna have Amy Johnson on the show next week. Actually, she's mm-hmm. gonna talk about uh, Laval Rocket expectations, stuff like that. Uh, JDLR. It's good news. He's back practicing with the good team for, after yeah. the cardiac episode. Mm-hmm. So. Expect to see him maybe soon. Nick Delorier as well is expected back in less than two weeks. Claude Julien said. Mm-hmm. Uh, who, Kathy, who, hold on. Who do you think he's he's gonna slot in for? I don't know. We're gonna talk about that. I think later. Um, okay. Kathy Kotkaniemi mm-hmm. is in town and will be present for the home opener. Okay. So I wanted to play the the Kokanio Kokanio sound effect, but I I couldn't find it online. Really? But uh, you heard Bob Cole's. <laughs> Coconillo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Soundbite. Yeah. So, uh, Just completely off. Yeah, it's horrible. Uh, Galley versus Domi, man. These guys have, have really, I think, uh, 
developed a bromance. Yeah. They, I saw them playing basketball today because the Raptors are in town at the Bell Center. They were playing mm-hmm. basketball one-on-one against each other. They were face-off challenge against each other. Galley allegedly won twice. Yeah, he did. They seem like uh, they're hanging out and they're becoming the same friends. Person. Yeah, they, they are, right? So <laughs> you might as well hang out. <laughs> like, yeah, so it's nice to see them uh, bonding. Uh, Phil Deneau and his wife, Marie, are expecting a baby for yes, February. Yes, congratulations. Yeah, you know, congrats. Philip Deneau. Congrats to, to Phil. Uh, I like him. I think he's, you know, he's, he's a very good player. And I think he's grown a lot, and um, I'm happy to see him and his wife enjoying life in Montreal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, that's all we got for now. Time to get into the show. And I want to spend some time with you. Just the two of us. We can make it if we try. Just the two of us. So, the Habs defense, mm-hmm. they have started the season with two strong performances. Mm-hmm. Break down what you see, and is this sustainable, Gibby? Honestly, in the defensive zone, I haven't noticed anything too much that really stood out to me. Not much of a drastic change, but if there was something in the defensive zone, it would be the overall aggression in the corners. Maybe they're putting a little bit more pressure on the back check for sure. Um, but one thing I noticed that definitely will, that helps out and alleviates the pressure in the defensive zone is the, av- the overall puck possession time. Um, it's definitely a lot higher than last year. Uh, when entering the zone as well, we're not playing the get it in deep and and kind of like muck it out and forecheck it, um, which sometimes it would work. But then when it didn't work, we would just be giving up possession of the puck. Uh, I feel like now we're entering the zone and we're gaining the blue line and allowing everybody to kind of set up. Uh, I mean, in two games, we've only given up 48 shots against two high-powered offenses. So... Clearly, Julianne and the rest of the coaches, they've into implemented a system that is able to maintain more puck possession. Luke Richardson. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think it is a sustainable thing, but I think we're not going to be... I, I still don't think we're going to be good, like this good for the remainder of the season. Yeah. Um, we have a lot of young players who down the road will tire out. I don't think we can maintain this high-level intensity the entire season. Would I like to see it? Of course. But I think it's a lot to, to sustain for an entire season. Yeah. Considering we're Jamie Ben or uh, Jordy Ben has still been he uh, he's I'm just waiting for him to crash. <laughs> yeah. I'm just waiting. Yeah. So we'll see how that player pans out. Yeah, I don't think it's sustainable because Simply because of this, Carl Alsner will suit up, and there goes everything. <laughs> there goes everything. All I have down some the faith. Am they're I letting right? him. Come on, they're come letting on. Him, am I right? Yeah, <laughs> but they're letting him marinate in nah, the nah. in the press box, and when he comes out, he's gonna be 
the best yeah. thing we've ever had. Yeah. Watch. Okay. So <laughs> No, I'm just t- I totally think kidding. you know, I think eventually teams will find a way to expose our weaknesses. Yeah. Uh, it's still the beginning of the season. Remember one thing too, there's a big turnover on this team. Mm-hmm. So there's not a lot of tape. They're playing a completely different style of hockey. A quick possession, moving the puck faster. So I think the better question is, will they be able to adjust and improve as the season goes on? Because yeah. teams will be adjusting. Can they adjust as well? Um, and are they playing at their best? Because if this is their best, then they can't be you know, their best every single night. No. So, But if this team skates and pressures and works hard like they did the last two games, I think more often than not, you're, you're going to get results. Um, and I think this defense ha- has talent, right? You, you have a couple of rejects in, in Riley and Wallet mm-hmm. who are trying to find their place on a team. You have two talented young guys who I, I thought have really impressed. Uh, they've clearly taken a step for- forward in Mete and Jelson. <clears throat> you have the two veterans in Petrie and Ben yeah. who've kind of been there, done that. They're steady. Um, I think Ben, you mentioned Ben, I think him playing in his more natural role as a third pairing guy, uh, he's sheltered from making a ton of mistakes. Last year, we expected him to be more of a top four guy. I think that the two young guys, them stepping forward, have really created that that room for him to be in his role as a third pair guy. He was always good. When we acquired him as the third pair guy, there was no problems. Um. And the quick transition and decision-making, I think, is helping everybody on the team right now. So it's helping hide some of the flaws in the defense because, like you said, they're moving faster. Yeah. They're taking possession of the game. They're on teams. So, I mean, there's still a couple duds down the road, I'm sure. But mm-hmm. I think I'm optimistic that this defense can stay a middle-of-the-pack type of D. I don't think they're going to be that bad. Like last year, I think they can maintain some of this, be a middle-of-the-pack D. And I think we'll see a significant jump when Weber returns. I hope so. And hopefully it's soon. So let's, you know, it's still early. I'm just Mm going to say that. Everything we say now, I know I'm not going to get too ahead of myself, but this is just early type of predictions. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so veterans like Plecky and Alsner are on the sidelines, and guys like Delorier and JDLR, they're getting healthy. So do you see anybody eventually losing a starting job on this lineup? For forwards, um, the only person I really see eventually losing their job, I wouldn't even say that he's losing his job, is Kotkaniemi once he plays the nine games. Um, we have JDLR and Plecky who are centers. Yes, JDR, JDLR can move to the wing, but I think what's going to end up happening is Pekka may slot in at three spot in the third line role and have Plecky at fourth line once the uh, nine games are back. Another guy that probably will be losing his job, though, is Houdon. Uh, I think once Delorier gets healthy and comes back. Imagine a fourth line with Delorier and Shaw, okay? And then having Plecky at center to shut things down. I think that line could be pretty effective line, if you ask me. Um, yeah, I don't know. On defense, once Weber comes back, because right now our right D are Petrie, Jolson, and is it Ben? Is it Ben playing there or Wallet? I think one or the I other. E- I think it's Wallet. I believe ben playing the left because he's yeah. He's I a, believe Wallet's left-handed, but I believe Wallet likes playing on the off 
hand. Mm. Like, okay. I believe he likes playing there. I got to pay attention. I really have So, I think that. once that happens, then I believe it's Wallet. I don't know. I don't see... I, I, I like Wallet. He hasn't been great. No. I like his, his... But once you slot in Weber, like, everybody just drops down one, right? Right, yeah. So, Wallet will probably be the 7th D eventually. If he is... But I'm, then you have Carl Alsner, too. Yeah, but Carl Alsner can stay where he is, man. There's <laughs> that's, no problem That's what we that. hope. Yeah. And if that happens, then Ben's gone. It's it. Carl Alsner. I think Julian has finally realized. Listen, we've overpaid for this guy. Like he literally called up Bergeron. He's like, "Listen, man, this is him in the this exact conversation in the off season." He's like, "Listen," he goes, "Mark, listen to me, man." Actually, he doesn't have that much of an accent. So no, he t- he says <laughs> he doesn't. He says, "Mark, listen, yeah, actually, he's listen, bu- bud. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh, you overpaid for Carl." It's not a bad guy outside. He has a decent beard sometimes. But if I am going to slot him in, I'm going to slot him in in the third line. Other than that, he's going to be in the press box. <laughs> Mark says, yeah, man, no problem. Uh, you could do what you got to do. That was the yeah. exact conversation. I hope so. Exact conversation. And it's going to be hard to word trade him. Word for word. They're going to be hard to trade him. Trade him for a sixth. He's making, like, I think, $6 million this year. Oh, my goodness. Salary. <laughs> terrible his cap hits what 4.5 something like that yeah um why mark for me i think eventually we got to see what sherback has i know that claude julian mentioned today that all the guys have been working hard and you know he says he feels comfortable bringing them in Mm -hmm. um i think eventually we got to see sherback i think maybe give a guy like shaw or hudon the night off a guy like shaw can take the night off you know right Uh uh-huh uh, another thing I do is if JDLR comes back healthy, I would sit Kotka Niemi for a game mm-hmm. because you got to see what life is going to be like without him. Okay. Right. We got to prepare for that and we can't just send him back and then prepare for it. We can sit him a couple games. Let's see what we have. Um, I can see Willette too or Ben sitting out for an Alsner return. Mm-hmm. But I don't think any of this happens until we suffer a loss where one of those above players has a bad game. Um, But I think it's definitely a good thing because I think we have a lot of capable players waiting in the background and it puts pressure on the, on the, on these guys and sitting out Plecky and Carl Alsner shows everybody that a roster spot is just not guaranteed. Yeah. You got to earn it, buddy boy. Yeah. You got to earn it. That's true. So I like it. Um, at this point, like, I don't think you, you just can't touch a winning lineup. Mm-mm. I think eventually we're going to see Claude try to mix in some guys. Yeah. But as long as he's preaching, you know, the same things and everybody's on the same page, I don't mind seeing a guy like Ben or Wallet sit a game and bring in Alsner or see a guy like Shaw or Houdon sit, bring in Sure back. Yeah. See a guy like Kotka Niemi sit, bring in JDLR. Like, we have to, we have to try some things eventually. Mm-hmm. I think right now, probably not home opener. You're going to see the same lineup, but I think eventually you're going to start to see them fiddle. There's a lot of capable guys there who I thought had decent training camps and eventually you're going to have to mix them in. Yeah. So those are the types of scenarios that I see happening. Okay, cool. So we're going to do something na- new right now. Uh, we're going to do a goat of the week and a donkey of the week. And this goes around all sports. Mm-hmm. So, Gibby, let's start with you. Who is your goat of the week? My goat of the week is Drew Brees. 
for those of you that don't know, Monday night, Drew Brees became the all-time passing leader in the NFL, surpassing Peyton Manning, uh, who is one of the greats. Uh, congrats to him. And it was a great way to surpass with, he threw a 62-yard touchdown. All yeah, he, and great he, way to get it. Yeah, all he needed, <laughs> honestly, all he needed was 35 yards on that play, and he just made it even that more, much more goat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Goat. <laughs> there you goat. <laughs> there you goat. My goat of the week is Brock Holt. Mm-hmm. Okay. He plays for the Boston Red Sox, yeah. if you didn't know. Guy hits for the cycle in an MLB playoff game. First guy to ever do it. Guy made history this week. Mm-hmm. And the way he did it, ninth inning with a home run, ending off the cycle with the biggest part of it, the home run. And for those who don't know what a cycle is, single, double, triple, home run, that's hitting for the cycle. So yeah. If you didn't know, four, now you know. Four, four of the hits. So he did that in a playoff game, first to ever do it, and finishes that off with a home run. It was, it was, it's just huge. It's not an easy thing to do, and I think it's an easy choice to give him the goat. <laughs> now, who's your donkey of the week? Well, my donkey of the week is Angel Hernandez. Uh <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Angel, know, that guy. So, so Angel, I hate that guy. Angel is an umpire currently umpiring in the MLB playoffs, and he blew three brutal calls uh, for the Boston New York game, uh, and three of the four calls were reversed. Thankfully, to top it off, what makes him even more of a donkey is he sued the MLB last year for racial profiling <laughs> and not allowing him to umpire all year or all for the all-star game and playoffs, but let's get real. I think we all know why you didn't get chosen to umpire last year. It wasn't because you're a Cuban American. None of this racist. Don't give me, don't give me that racist nonsense. It's just, you suck at your job. You suck, you and suck. we saw it when Boston and Yankees played. So you're the donkey, buddy. that's a great choice. <laughs> he is a heavy donkey. Yes. Great choice. I couldn't have chose a better person, but I have somebody though. He's not that guy. Connor McGregor is my donkey of the week. He talks the talk again, but cannot walk the walk again. He taps out in the fourth round of his UFC title fight. He was not impressive at all, okay? I mean, this, and on top of that, at the end of the fight, he posts a picture caption, we lost the fight, but won the battle. Connor, are you drinking too much of that cheap whiskey? What battle? Are you playing a game of risk against your buddies? What battle did you win? You won nothing. His shtick is getting played out. Uh, great fighters can lose. Don't get me wrong. But he's been embarrassed three times. So you, my friend, get the donkey of the week for me. All right. So we are going to take a break. And on the other side of the break, we're going to have Girl of Fleur to talk Habs. For all the latest news, interviews, analysis, and commentary about the Laval Rocket, Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and every other team in the American Hockey League, as well as information on prospects, junior hockey, and international hockey, head over to AHL.Report, the home of the AHL Report. Follow along on Twitter at the AHL Report for live game updates, ringside photography, game recaps, and articles containing exclusive audio and video of your favorite players. That's the AHL Report, proud partner of Rocket Sports Media. 
ahl.report. Lizzie, welcome back. Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, what's going on? The girl Lafleur, she's back. I'm back. How was your weekend? Weekend was good. A little uh, nice long, long weekend. Always good to have a day off, catch up. That's yeah. always good. Yes. Refresh. Yeah. But do you Thank really you feel refreshed? I don't. After a long weekend, <laughs> I never feel refreshed. Yeah, the Tuesday. No. The Tuesday back after the long weekend is worse than a Monday. I feel worse. Yeah. Yeah, and there's also just so much more to catch up on. Yeah, it's just like it's it, yeah. we always enjoy it, but at the same time, it's like it's not good for us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, listen, first, before we start, I'm going to have to ask you, we spoke about this last week. You weren't on last week. Uh, I want to hear your opinion on the Canadians <laughs> choosing Shea Weber as captain, Galley and Pauly B as the alternates. Uh, okay, yeah, so I... I I think I've been hearing a lot. Everyone seems to be pretty happy on Twitter, around social media. So I don't want to be the one to come here and rain on the parade. Um, <laughs> I, I, I hate to do that. But, I mean, look, I, I think it's a great pick, obviously. It's pretty obvious. No surprises. I have no problem with Weber being captain. I think he's obviously the leader, um, you know, has the experience doing it. My only real concern and I guess problem with the selection is just the timing. I, I just didn't really understand like why all of a sudden we're naming Weber captain. He's, you know, out for at least the next few months. And, you know, like in my thought process, name the assistants. I love Galley. I love Byron. I love giving those guys A's. That's great. Let, let that ride out for a bit. And First of all, like, why don't we even just wait and see what happens when Weber comes back and how things go with that? And also, like, I don't know, maybe come trade deadline, there's some offers being made. Like, this guy could be a really big piece of another team winning a cup, whereas I don't know how close we really are to that right now. So I don't know. Again, like, I'm not saying to trade the guy. So before everyone starts yelling <laughs> at me on Twitter, let that be really clear. I'm not <laughs> saying that I think he should be traded. I'm just saying the timing of making him captain, again, kind of to me, screamed like a little bit of a Bergevin ego move. Like, yeah. we get it. We get it. You traded for him. <laughs> you love this guy. You're going to die by this guy. But, like, I just didn't see... Look, he's making, like, how many millions of dollars? He can be a captain without having a C on his jersey and be have, you know, like, travel with the team, whatever he's doing. Mm -hmm. But I would have preferred to at least just wait it out a little... See how it goes when he returns. Mm, I don't know. That, yeah, that no, was I get it. Thing. I get it. That's a fair point. But they call him dad. So, I, know, I mean, like. It's like creepy a bit. And also, he's, and also he's scary. Yeah. He's a scary man. Yeah, I wouldn't want to. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be on his team. <laughs> you wouldn't want to be on his team or against him? Both. I feel like <laughs> yeah. regardless, he'll yeah, eat Please, me. Like, coach, send me to the AHL. I yeah. don't want to play with yeah. this guy all Actually, around him. ECHL, just so I don't have any call-ups. So not <laughs> yeah. interested. I wouldn't want to be his like line partner, I think. I think that'd yeah, be like... Yeah, if you make a mistake. You, like, yeah, like if you miss the pass or something. He's they, just uh, come to my across, locker after the game. Just, just gives you that look. <laughs> yeah. 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 
No, uh, look, obvi- like I think he was a pretty obvious choice. I don't disagree yeah. with making him captain. I just question the timing a bit. Like, what was the rush all of a sudden? You yeah, know? I think you make a fair point. I get what you mean. It's like, why rush yeah. it? I mean, we just lost a captain. Why don't we wait it out? Right, wait till he yeah. returns. Let's see. It's not that he's not the right man for the job, but let's see what happens when he comes back. Give it a yeah. season. If he comes back and he's Shea Weber, healthy. leads this team healthy, then give mm-hmm. him the C. I get it. I get it. But I, yeah, think, I, I think since they traded for him, this was always in the plans. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. this was always in the plans. It's such a classic Bergevin move, too. Like, yeah, it is. Yeah. But, I mean, like, I, I love him as a player, obviously. Again, I just I worry about the injuries and the age. So, but. Uh, whatever. If anything, we'll just trade him. We traded. We traded. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah, we traded captains. Yeah, we'll just trade <laughs> all our captains. First round picks and captains. We that's just, it. it doesn't matter. We're we just <laughs> we trade them. Of course, it's like give a guy an honor and send him on his way. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and Bergevin will say, "Well, when I acquired him, he wasn't injured, <laughs> so it's perfect." <laughs> Boom! Look, it's lining up already. Right. Uh, right. Okay. All right. So let's go on with a little more positive note. Habs, <laughs> the, the Habs impress against you know the East's best. Okay. Is it enough to say that the Habs could have a Vegas-like season or, whoa, whoa, settle down, everybody, pump the brakes. This team is still not that good. Gibby, let's start with you. All right. Well, I think everyone needs Gibby to Gibby told me I need to start starting with him, so no, that's why I did get it. out of here with that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. He's okay. lying for everybody asking. He's lying. Um, I think everybody needs to pump their brakes. It's a fresh season. We're only two games in. We look good, but in all honesty, I don't see us maintaining this high intensity all season long without other teams figuring us out, okay? Teams underestimated us and caught them off guard, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not taking away, don't, don't get me wrong, I'm not taking anything away from, from how we've been playing, but I think once every team finally settles into their proper systems, adjusts to how the Habs have been playing, it, like, the Habs will still compete, but I think the teams will be more ready to play up against us. I think we caught everybody off guard. Well, only the two teams that we played off guard. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's going to settle yeah. in and everybody's going to adjust. Now everybody sees what we're made of. I think there'll, there'll be adjustments, but I still think the has will, will compete. Okay. Lizzie, what about you? Um, so I feel like in Montreal, they're probably already planning a parade. So hundred percent. I, I feel like this is also, <laughs> you know, we're just crushing every, one's dreams right now but yeah I guess I kind of agree the only thing that would make me not agree is again like looking at how Carey Price has played I know it's only two games but I just the way I see his play is that he's so miles above most other goaltenders in the league I just see like he just can steal so many games out playing that way um but yeah I think exactly you know what what exactly what you said I think that it takes a f- it takes teams a bit to kind of get into the groove of things. I also think that coaches kind of slack off for the first little bit. I think that talking more December, January, you'll see coaches actually starting to do their job a little and things kind of tighten up a bit. And um, I think, yeah, like defense kind of tightens up around the league and I think people start figuring out playing patterns. I, I Look, it's a lot of fun to watch. I honestly can say that I look forward to the games and like Finally. last year, yeah. I did not <laughs> look forward to the games. Like yeah. I dreaded watching. It was just so painful and I so yeah like it's exciting and I think we should just ride it out and enjoy it and not worry about the rest. Um, 
Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, I spoke about it earlier too. I said that, I mean, there's not a lot of tape. There's a, there's a huge turnover on this team. It's not a lot of tape. There's new coaches. They're playing a new style. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's for sure teams are going to catch on. Uh, I think for sure, pump the brakes. Um, it's way too early, right? Yeah. Um, all teams are going to need to settle down into the season. Uh, we're, we're running on piss and vinegar right now. That's, that's really what it is. We're running on piss and vinegar. You got a lot of young guys who got a lot of stuff to prove. I think, um, I know everybody expects us to eventually hit a wall. So I think, yes, let's just enjoy it while it lasts. But you know, I said one thing in previous podcasts and I I'll stick by it. I think that on paper, when I see this team, I like this team better than I liked Vegas's team when they were just drafted. Okay. Not after the season they had. I'm talking about when they just finished the expansion draft. Um, And I think that there's a lot of similarities that we could point to comparing the Habs and that Vegas team. I mean, you got guys like Drouin, Domi, Armia, Tatar, Riley, all guys who kind of were left by their teams. You know, they're hungry guys. They got something to prove. Mm -hmm. They were rejected, rejects really from their team. You got guys like that who are hungry. Um, You got Carey Price. I mean, what was the formula to Vegas' success? It was a bunch of guys who were rejects, who played hard every night and, you know, created superstars really, and Marc-Andre Fleury. Mm-hmm. So if we have mm-hmm. that, we kind of have that same formula with all these young guys, a bunch of guys from different teams who didn't really work out in that system, and you have Carey Price being Carey Price. So yeah. there is some similarities. I, I also think you have to just figure, like, think about it all we hear in the media about Toronto and Winnipeg. Like, these guys must hear the same stuff. So they obviously know what's being said about who's good and who's not good in, in the league and in the division. So... Like these guys, I, I agree. They do have something to prove because they're like sitting there being like, you know, don't don't count us out. We can yeah. also play this game. We don't need Tavares and Matthews, and we're gonna make exactly. it work anyways. So that's kind of yeah, like, like what Vegas did too, and I, exactly. I kind of see that in Vancouver as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot oh, of yeah. young teams out there doing it, um, and yeah, everybody is counting us out. This team sucks. They're gonna suck. So they're like, no, we're not. We're gonna step up and play. So. It's, again, too early, but you just never know. Yeah. So if you had to choose one thing, though, I mean, it's only two games, small sample size, but there's always small things. If you had to choose one thing to improve on, what would it be? Lizzie, we'll start with you. Sorry, Gibby. (laughs) (laughs) Uh-huh. I I mean, I guess it's still early on, so it's a little bit tough, I think, for me to say at this point. But I'll, I'll go with the power play, um, just because I think eventually when we are starting to play good teams and things do start to level out a bit more, um, I think power play is often something that is a, could be a big difference maker in a game. And over the past few years, I haven't really seen the Habs have a successful power play. Um, so I think a part of that will be we just need to get some, we need Weber back there on the point. I think hopefully that will help. Um, and I don't know, to me, like watching the last few games, I thought they kind of looked better five on five than with the man advantage. So maybe they're just still figuring things out. Maybe it's still too early on and, you know, they need to figure out what's going to work on the power play. I know Gallagher, you know, in front of the net is usually where we're golden. So maybe it just needs some more time to settle. Um, but for me, yeah, I think that could be, especially when you're going up against, you know, some of the best teams, I think that will be a difference maker. So I think it's something to think about. Yeah. yeah. 
Gibby, what about you? Well, at this point in the season, the only thing I can really think of as well is the power play. Um, for some reason, on even strength, our puck possession game is fantastic. Yeah. And then for some reason, when <laughs> we have the advantage, we can't... It makes no sense. We can't sustain a good power play. Like, these past two games, we've looked terrible. I know yeah, Ryan... Yeah. Or, sorry, Lewis was about to was about to walk off, and he was, like, so mad at one of the power plays <laughs> that happened. And, like, I don't get it. Like, I think... We need to just keep it simple in the offensive zone. Move the puck, get the open shots. Don't take the useless shots. There was a few yeah, times that I, I hate saw that. I, I saw Petrie. He just took a shot yeah. just to take a shot. He can't it, hit the net if it's it like wraps around it and it goes out of the zone. And then it just the comes zone. right back yeah. out. It back goes out of the, the zone end. and then it's yeah. just like, what are you guys doing? Like, just move the puck yeah. around. I don't know. I guess people have figured out that everybody's just, the Habs are just going to keep everything to the perimeter. But yeah, I agree. You just got to, I think they just got to sustain more pressure in the offensive zone, gain the blue line, set it up, pass it around, and just take quality shots instead of just taking shots for yeah. the sake of taking shots. Yeah. I, like I, hit, I, hit the net, maybe? Yeah, that's probably, I think, I think growing up yeah. when you're doing, when you when you were on the power play, I think the coach usually said, guys, hit the net. <laughs> just hit yeah. the net. Yeah, but Petrie's just trying to hit that thing as hard as he can, and it's just flying. Yeah. Um, I can't disagree with what you guys say for sure. Power play. I think for me, it's possession has been good, but I don't think we're creating enough high danger scoring chances. Mm -hmm. I'd like to see them do more, create more. So I know like they're working hard. They're creating turnovers. Um, and that's the way they're going to have to create offense. I think it's going to be more of like quantity for them instead of quality. You saw it in the Leafs game. We outplayed them like crazy. We outshot them, but the Leafs still found a way to hang around because they had more quality chances, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but that's the difference with elite scorers, right? Yeah, like elite exactly. scorers find ways to score goals even if they have one shot on net. So yeah, right, but also it's creating that that opportunity. It's that dynamic offense. I feel like this team is still have to find that. They still have to find yeah. that chemistry. I don't think that they're in, incapable of doing that. I still think they could. Um, I mean, in Pittsburgh, the, their success was creating turnovers. Yeah. They created turnovers. They capitalized on that. So what I'd like to see is as the season goes on and chemistry builds, I'd like to see this team start to create some higher, high-danger scoring chances. And I think we will see it eventually. Mm-hmm. With the hard work, I know that that's not their style, but eventually it's going to open up some ice. And I think that that's what I'd like to see. Just some crisper passing, find the open man instead of quantity, quantity, just bang, 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 grind, grind, grind. And there are some guys who on that team who, I mean, okay, maybe they're not on the elite, elite level, but there is some talent there, right? Like guys like Tatar. Like those guys, Drouin, like those guys should be able to create elite scoring chances. They should, yeah. And, and, Yeah. And I think it will come. Right now, like I said, it's just the style of play. They're kind of... It's different, right? And they're still trying to learn each other. Yeah, too. they're trying to get a feel for each other. It's each very other. small. It's two games. There's going to be lots of opportunity to, to, to make this happen. I'd like to see it happen, and I'm sure the coaches notice it too. They want to create that too. So, Yeah. Now, speaking of the dynamic players, <laughs> Johnny Drew. What's going on with Johnny Drew? Like, what's going on with him? And are you starting to regret the trade? So let me ask you one thing. I'm going to ask this question first. Lizzie, if we had Sergachev on this team instead of Jonathan mm-hmm. Drew, are we a better team? 
Yes. Gibby, what do you think? No. You say no still. I don't think so. Okay, so Lizzie, what's going on with let's just we'll just leave that. Okay. What do you think? Um, what's going on with him? Um Duran, Duran. I don't know. I mean, I was hearing like before the season started, he was in great shape. He put on weight or he lost weight. I don't even remember what it was. He grew his hair. Yeah. He grew his hair. He was, I don't even know. Something about his weight is what I remember, but, (laughs) um, yeah, he lost weight. They say he lost weight. He was, oh, he lost weight. Okay. So now he just gets tossed. Well, good for him. He gets tossed (laughs) off the puck a lot easier now. (laughs) Exactly. Um, I don't, I think my concern with him in a system like Montreal right now, um, when I look at how, you know, the team was in Tampa and I know he, I think he had one 20 goal season and he had like a good year. Um, I think, you know, on that team, you're not really expected to be the star. There's just so much talent up front there that he's kind of just another guy. And, and when I when he came to Montreal, and I think he was, like, put in lights, and there were billboards of him because he was, like, the hometown kid returning home to, like, save everyone. And he was going to be our answer to everything. And I think that that kind of screwed with him right from the beginning. Mm-hmm. I think that he is not a number one center. And I don't think I, and I honestly blame, I blame fans. I blame the organization. I don't think it's fair to put out expectations on somebody that just aren't really possible for them to achieve. So I think that looking at last year, it didn't really perform. I think we were asking a little too much of him. Um, but he kind of reminds me of like a Philip Kessel type guy where Maybe when he's expected to be the guy, it didn't really work out so well for him. But then, you know, when Philly went to a team where he was able to be like the second line guy, he kind of did really well and all of a sudden was scoring all kinds of goals and kind of had some pressure off him. So I think this year there's a good opportunity for Drewan because I think a lot of people have lower expectations of him. I don't think that we're you know, expecting him to be our knight in shining armor anymore. I think we just want to see him play well. Um, and so I hope that, or I was hoping that that would help things a bit for him. Um, but I mean, like what I, I think in the first game, what I saw, I think he came out with a, you know, I think he looked like he was feeling good. He was trying to make some fancy plays and, you know, it just kind of didn't work out. And I think that that's fair. It's the first game of the season. You don't, you can't expect everything to connect right away. But then I kind of thought that the second game, he totally took a step back. Um, he wasn't really around the puck at all. To be honest, I didn't really even notice him that much. I didn't, didn't really think he was doing much um and a guy like that like he's meant to be an elite scorer so he needs to be around the puck he needs to be controlling the play um and I just didn't see it so look I'm not going to count him out yet I think there's still a lot of hockey to play so I'll, I'll let him play and I'll eat my words and hopefully look it's not the first time I've been wrong so it won't be the last and I'm yeah. okay with that um I'll probably be here next week being like, damn, I was wrong. <laughs> well, we hope. And <laughs> we I, hope. I don't disagree. I mean, it's been disappointing yeah. to watch him. I think especially how the rest of the team is performing, to watch him, I mean, yeah. it, it's just he has he's clearly the standout and not in a good way. You know, yeah. I want and him I think, to be part yeah. of this. For sure. And I think in terms of looking at, okay, Sergachev, it's, I think it's, you know, we're never really going to know when or lost the trade, whatever. But I think 
look at Jonathan Duran, what are we expecting of him at this point to score 20 goals? There's a lot of other guys around the league who can score 20 goals, you know? So it's, I don't see anything really special about him. Maybe I'm just not seeing it yet. Maybe again, he's going to totally prove me wrong. Um, but I see kind of Sergachev being a more like desirable kind of player in the sense that it's not as common to see such a, you know, quick, young, fast move, puck moving defenseman. So maybe that's why I, I'm not totally sold on the trade yet. But again, a lot of hockey to play. So yeah, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, no. And, and for me, I think it's, it's, it's not about the points. It's not only about the points. I need to see him do more. I need yeah. to see him create more. I need to see him minimize his turnovers. I, I need him to, to play a more complete game. I think that if he irons it out, results will come. And I know it seems like the pressure is off this guy. It should be, right? I mean, that's what be. everybody thinks. But maybe it's not because there's a lot of young, hungry guys gunning for his spot. So maybe he's trying too hard to make things happen. It's so almost like he gains the zone and then he just doesn't know what to do anymore. Yeah, like he skates through the zone. He's got good speed, yeah. but then he it's just like he, he, he brain farts and loses yeah, it. Yeah, he just forgets or something. Gibby, what about you? What do you think? Um, I don't regret the trade, to be honest. I don't. Um, I love Druen. I love his creativity. I love his whole overall game. He, he loves his hair. I love his hair. I honestly, that's the, okay, that's it. Conversation's done. I just love his hair. Um, no, but honestly, I just, I, I love him as a player. Like right now, don't get me wrong. He, he's playing like, I, the past two weeks, he's been a dud in my new Gibby, Gibby studs and duds. He's been don't a dud. Don't forget to check out Louis uh, Gibby's. <laughs> Studs and duds after every game. Yeah. He'll tweet it out unless he gets too inebriated and forgets. Yes. <laughs> like this weekend. Um, no, with Drew N, I tweeted about it. I said, with Drew N, less is more. Um, yeah. and it's, it's just like our power play. I feel like he's trying to create too much. He's trying to do everything himself, and he needs to just simplify his game. He needs to stick to the fundamentals of the game and just let the rest of the game fall into place. Now, I can agree with you guys to a certain extent but we didn't bring Drew N in to score goals. We brought him to create goals for guys like Lekkonen, who are those 20-goal scorer guys. He can elevate, once he finds his game, he can elevate Lekkonen into a 30-35 goal scorer. But have we seen that from him? Any, like, even in Tampa, have we seen him... Well, he, he had a pretty. He had. He was mo mostly known as a as a uh, special teams guy. Yeah. So that's where he was supposed to help. And yeah, he's more of a twenty goal scorer kind of setup playmaker type of playmaker yeah. guy. Yeah. But I, I listen. Last year, I'm gonna give him the pass because it was a brutal year. He was forced to be the star and play center. Yeah. It's yeah. two games in this year. It's too early to write him off. But we need to see more. That's all. We need to see less. Yeah. Because less is more. Oh, <laughs> yes. We exactly. need to see less. Yeah. He's, he's honestly, he's trying too much. He's trying. Yeah. He is. He's he trying is. to. I thought, like, I thought for sure against the Leafs, he was trying way too hard. Yeah. And it was just, like, it was down, literally, buddy. it was, he was causing turnovers in yeah. the offensive zone. And it's just like, dude, all you have to do is just chill out. Simplify it. Cycle yeah. the puck. Yeah. Don't try to like. Or do just come in do. and blast a slap shot. He's got a yeah, good he's shot. He's got a good <laughs> shot. You know, but like yeah, NHL like, and hope for the rebound. Right? And like the Leafs, 
the Leafs defense, like he should have been able to make them look silly because they are silly, but he wasn't. So. <laughs> they are silly. Yeah, they are silly. They are silly. Yeah. And make them look silly. Yeah, please. with Sergachev, it's so <laughs> it's so tough to even analyze him right now, in my opinion, because he's so what's the word? He's so insulated in such a solid yeah. defensive team right yeah, yeah. Th- there's studs back there yeah. so they got it they got a yeah. yeah so like that's why i kind of don't think we would be better we're, because we're, I think he's, he's insulated where drew N is not exactly he's expected exactly. to be a top six and star. i feel like i feel like if sergachev like if you swap i feel like even if you were to put drew N in tampa their team's so good that i think drew N would still be isolated but with sir the difference is with sergachev i think we would have the same issue like we mm-hmm. he he is he makes mis- a lot of mistakes. Still, and yeah, we he's see young. It in Tampa. You know, defense. He's still long. young, of course. But what I'm saying is, it, with him here, I think in Montreal we would still see him so, making mistakes as well. So, so then let me ask you this: So, do you think if Jaron is still in Tampa on their current team, you think he would be playing better or playing worse? I think his, I think he would be better. I think he would be better because he's also and playing, they have better center. He would be playing with better centermen. He would be playing with a overall better offense. But yeah. in that case, I think his mistakes would be isolated. But listen, like, like if I he said, were to play, he could if, still be better on yeah. this offense. I think 100%. he can. They're still trying to find his way. I think that the team is playing a certain way. He hasn't adapted his style to the team yet, mm-hmm. and I think that hopefully the coaches are working on it, and he will find it eventually. Yeah, I think. Yeah. If he's playing the way he's playing these past two games, I think it doesn't show as much as it would in Tampa simply because you have so much firepower that it he would, again, isolate. It would isolate his... Yeah, he yeah. becomes a forgotten not, player. Not isolate. I'm he saying, becomes a forgotten player. Yeah, I'm there. saying... I'm trying to use the word insulate, not isolate. So it kind of okay, so, hides so, him. So let me ask you this. So if we, in a game in the next whatever, end up in a shootout, are mm-hmm. you putting him out there? Yeah, I think he's got. I think he's got good hands. He he could shoot. He's good at the shootout. Let's let's give him a shot. I'm always for um, anybody except Pacioretty. Oh, Pacioretty's gone. Thank God. Yeah, <laughs> he was the worst shootout <laughs> shootout guy of all if, time. If Druen's yeah. if Druen's having a rough game, I don't put him out there. If somebody's having a good game, like if like uh, I'm trying to think of a player. Byron. Would, Byron, exactly. Byron had a really good game last year, uh, last uh, last game. I'd put him out there instead of Jerome. Yeah, I agree. Okay, all right. Enough <laughs> about him. Jonathan Drouin yeah. doesn't deserve yeah. that much. Well, <laughs> okay. Okay. okay, let's be realistic though. He is our superstar player, our superstar. Well, kind of. I don't know. There's, there's a lot. Of, there's he's supposed to be our superstar Kotka. forward. So. Kotka. Yeah. Kotka. Kotka well, he's playing with Kotka, so. Yeah. Yeah, and everybody else on the line looks good. It's just him. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, maybe we'll he's see. maybe he's excited to be playing with such a future yeah, superstar. He's in awe. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, I gotta, I gotta be outshine. Oh, this look kid. at this cute little face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So, which player has been an under the radar player so far? The unsung hero, uh, Drake's ghost writer, or <laughs> the man behind Millie Vanilli? Who is that player? Who? Um. Okay. Uh, Lizzie. Sorry, Gibby. Okay, I'll take it. Um, I'll go with Juleson. I I know I spoke a lot about him in preseason. I was really pushing for him, but you have I don't a crush know, I on Juleson. I think he's a, he's he, not bad. He's a good look, he's a good <laughs> looking dude. I'm not gonna lie, he's a good. You looking know, what? Dude. I was actually looking at his girlfriend the other day on Instagram, and I was like, nah. 
You know, he's got he a strong better. jaw. He's got a strong. I jaw. really hope she's not. She'll <laughs> never hear me say that. <laughs> You're gonna get a, a, an anonymous Twitter account. <laughs> yeah, I'd feel really bad if she heard me say that. A so Matt I'm Hoffman really... incident. She's yeah. a psycho. <laughs> oh my god! No. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Please, no, I don't need that. Um, so yeah, uh, I think he's not getting enough credit. I just because again you know, young guy who's now among highest thrice time. Um, and I just really think his game has been so rock steady. He's just been um, keeping up with the play. And he's just, to me, like playing some real smart hockey. I think um, in the two games we've played, you know, we've been playing a lot of the top talent. So if you're going to make mistakes, you're going to be exposed really quick. And it hasn't happened yet. So that's been good. And um yeah, I mean, he's handling the challenge well. He's going up against guys like Tavares and Matthews all game. That was impressive. Going mm-hmm. up against Malkin and Crosby. Like, he's not exactly had an easy go-around. So, hats off to him. And um, I will. I know I'm only allowed to pick one, but I have to also give a shout-out to Danelle just no. because... Oh, you can't do that! Uh, That's why! Can <laughs> you can't do that! Oh, well, no. it's actually mine, too, so I'll oh, let you okay. go first. Really? Gibby. Okay, fine. So I won't say it, but no, hats go ahead, off go to ahead, him. Go ahead, go Maybe ahead, go he's ahead. listening. I know he's having a baby, just an answer. Good yes, for him. Did, yes. um, honestly, what a guy. Playing number one center. He's really not number one center. He's making it look easy, so good for him. That's it. <laughs> You could elaborate if you'd like. No, go ahead. No, go, no, go, Gibby. I'll let you guys we it. all you can't all talk about him. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Fine. Uh, okay. So as you all know, since Lizzie let the cat out of the bag, um, <laughs> my sleeper under the radar guy is Philip Deneau. Um, we honestly, he's playing like Lizzie said, he's playing top center, um, and honestly, I think he's doing a great job. Considering yeah. we got him for he was a pretty much a throw-in in the shot. Right. He allegedly a throw-in, but I think Mark Vergevin was targeting him. Yeah, Mark mm-hmm. Remember, Mark yeah. Vergevin was a, was a scout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, he's been steady, and actually, I think he looks better than last year. He's working harder. His four-check aspect of his game looks more intense, and he looks... It looks like he has this overall, I guess, the energy with... He's like, I don't have to play with Pacioretty no more. Thank God. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but no, like, he seems to be just... He's been steady, hasn't done anything wrong, and the only thing that I can say about him is he's not really on the score sheet too much, but you know what? At, as a center, I don't, I don't not like, like, what am I looking for here? Help me out. I'm not a, opposed to him. As long as he's doing his job at center, I don't care if he's scoring, but I would like him to it's gonna come. get a couple it's apples, a couple genos. It's you know? going to come. He's, he's good. I think Phil, some, he's some tax. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's working hard. All right, he's creating offense. He's winning puck battles. The guy is relentless on the puck. That's one thing that I notice about him. Forecheck has been fantastic. He looks hungry, and I really feel like he's elevated his game. Now, let's not forget, a couple years ago, he was pretty good playing on that top line with Radulov and Patches. Then last year, he kind of had a slow start, had a lot of injury issues last year as well. Now he looks healthy. He looks strong. I think he's one of those guys who makes things happen. He's very good defensively. He's good both ways. Definitely an unsung hero, a guy who may not always show up on the score sheet, but does a lot of work and creates chances, I think, for his teammates. Mm-hmm. And I still yeah. think that that line is going to pick up. You're going to see Tatar. Yeah, see I actually I, I think that line's been really... Um, under radar, too. I think they'll pick up for sure. Yeah, they've been yeah. good, and I think we're going to see more they, out of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. So which song did he write from Drake? Do you know? Um, he wrote um, Views. Just, like, well, no. <laughs> Just wrote hold views. on. We're no. going home? 
No, he wrote Views. Okay. Um, and he also wrote Tuscan Leather. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. Now it's time for Real Life with Lewis, Gibby, and sometimes Lizzie. All right. So Real Life, where this is where you get to know a little bit about us, like kind of uh, personal stuff, you know, so we can connect with the listeners, eh? Yeah. Um, so we're going to, today we're going to do forgettable moments of the week. I mean, everybody has stuff that you just regret or forgettable moments or something that you shoulda, coulda, shoulda done or so forgettable moments of the week. Gibby, we'll start with you. Well, okay. I'm like, I get very, very awkward and very uncomfortable in embarrassing moments. So one day I was at the mall, um, and I saw the back of a person's head, which appeared to be looked very similar to one of my old high school buddies who just had a fresh, fresh haircut. Um, I'm not sure if you guys did this in high school, but whenever somebody got a new cut, we would go up to them, smack the back of their head and yell barber slap. Okay. I never did that. Okay. What high school did you go to? (laughs) Uh, It's all all boys, uh, (laughs) private school. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So I saw him fresh cut. I said, Hey, I'm going to go up to him, boom, smack him in the back and yell, uh, barber slap. So I did it. (laughs) Uh, well, it wasn't him. It was some other guy. Um, his face when he turned around actually looked nothing like my friend. Um, it was really awkward. Very, very awkward. And when I do this thing, when I get very awkward and I don't know what to do, I just run away. Like my, (laughs) I went to the mall one time with my ex-girlfriend and she fell down the stairs and I did not help her. I and just you ran? ran? I just ran. Wow. I panic. I don't know what to do. It's a thing. What? I don't know why That's I do terrible. it. I just run away. I don't know why. I can't help it. Well, well now run. we know why she's your ex-girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> uh, Lizzie, what about you? She's probably like telling that story, that guy that, that, that asshole. ran away when I fell down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. I broke my ankle and he ran away. Yeah. But yeah, it's That's really rough. it was really awkward. Lizzie, what about you? Yeah. Um, actually, funny, because I had a similar story that happened this week. I was driving, like, in my area, and I thought, like, one of my friends, I know her car. I, for some reason, even thought it was her license plate. So it was kind of, like, being a bit of an ass, and I was, like, kind of cutting her off and, like, pumping my brakes, just trying to, like, you know, get her attention and piss her off. And then this guy, like, fully just pulls up right beside me, and I realized, obviously, it wasn't her, and she's pulled down his window and started like reaming me out. I was like, I was like, it's like so embarrassed. You gotta be because careful. Also, like, Road rage yeah, incidents. Did yeah, you run? It's also just like, so I was just like kind of taken aback and I was like, sorry, sorry, like really please don't kill me kind of thing. Um, but it's also like residential area, like quiet at night. Like there was no reason I should have been doing that. So it was pretty bad. I was like, please just don't write down my license plate and call the police. Um, but no, it was fine. I, Tried to play it cool and do like that sweet little smile and be like, please leave I'm me sorry. alone. Yeah. Mistake. So, yeah, that wasn't my, that wasn't the best. Um, and then also, I, you know, I feel like I should admit um, Saturday night, I did bet money on the Leafs beating the Suns. I feel really bad about it. I feel really stupid about it. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to pre- pretend it didn't happen. I thought it was a lock. I was trying to make some money. Um, <laughs> Moral of the story, never Rent was on due. The they <laughs> suck. Um, it was a bad idea. And 
I mean, they lost the game, so I'm happy, but I lost money. So I would have told you firsthand, and I'll, every single time I bet on the Leafs, they, they lose? lose. So I could have told you. Yeah? You should just next time come to me and ask me. But he's happy when they lose because they lose. But I'm like, dude, you lost money, though. He's I like, know. I don't well, care. The Leafs lost. Like, I'm like, what the I'm hell? I'm so conflicted because I'm like, what? like, I've never bet on them ever. I thought it was like a lock. They're going to come back and beat the Sens. Come on. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my, see, lot. my situation was pretty bad. It was just, so you know, we went to the game this weekend, <laughs> and I purchased the tickets. I was in charge of the tickets, and I thought, you know, tickets are good. So I reviewed the tickets about a couple days before the game, and I realized that our section was SRO. <laughs> now, do you know what SRO is? No. Standing room only. Oh, shit. Yes. So standing <laughs> room only. On yeah, yeah, you're okay. A little bit. Uh, okay, so good. standing room only section, we were forced to purchase new tickets and sell those for an extreme discount. <laughs> like, Why yeah. did not even cover sell the- standing room? I never understood that. I never like, got it, but like the picture looked good. SRO, <laughs> I thought like, you know, sometimes there's letters and rows. I, I just never purchased standing room tickets before, so I didn't yeah. know. They were pretty expensive for standing room really? tickets. Yeah. yeah. I actually, we ended up finding tickets that were cheaper. Way better for cheaper. They like, were I don't better know. and cheaper. So we were like, America. what happened? I'm banned. Yeah, seriously. I'm banned. I'm banned from purchasing tickets. tickets. It's, yeah. all, it's up to Gibby now. Yeah. Another one for me was, you know, I didn't make lunch one day. I was lazy. Woke up in the morning. Didn't want to make it in the morning. So I said, ah, you know what? I'm going to go out for lunch today. And, uh, well, I ended up forgetting my wallet too. Oh, okay. So <laughs> I just sat at the park and stole bread from the birds. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I, I didn't, I didn't do that. I, my buddy loaned me money, but still a forgettable moment for sure. Yeah. Forgettable. What about you, Gib? Anything else? Oh, yeah, I got another one. I got a bunch, man. I'm, I'm like, I got the worst luck. Yeah, they have another to. one. I think I was with you, actually, and I told you after when I ran again, I ran away. Um, another one. I walked into the girls' washroom at the Sky Dome. Um, and Lewis, you know me. I'm a very stubborn. Rogers Center. Yeah, not the Rogers Center, Sky Dome. Um, I'm a very stubborn guy. So the lady that was claiming that I was in the wrong washroom, I said, listen, you're in the wrong washroom. I'm in the right one. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> a lady walks in again and I was like, Oh, okay. I guess I am in the wrong washroom. And I literally did not say anything to anybody. And I steam bolted out and went back to my seat. (laughs) But you know what? In all fairness, I mean, I don't know so much about the Rogers center, but I find some of these like trendy restaurants, they try and be like all trendy with the washroom signs. And so like kind of confusing sometimes, you know what I mean? Or am I totally Yeah, no, 100% honest? I get it, but this was completely my fault. Like This it, was, like, pretty obvious. Yeah. yeah. I, I sometimes, like, I don't know. I sometimes stand outside the washroom, and I'm, like, looking at it, trying to actually figure it out. Like, where yeah. do I go? No, the, the Rogers Center is pretty clear-cut. Like, there's, it's, yeah. like, a little so you just skirt screwed that on one up. I just, I messed it up. You and messed it, it up. Yeah. It said, it says men. Right. It says men and everything. Completely wow, so. on Gibby. All right. Well, that was real life with Louis <laughs> Gibby and sometimes Lizzie. Now... You know what time it is, Gibby. What time is it, Lewis? Sports Pick Weekly. We speak sports. <laughs> I messed that up so bad. <laughs> All right. So last week, Gibby chose Buffalo to beat Boston 3-2. They got shut out 4 nothing. So that was a loss. <laughs> Whatever. He chose New Jersey to beat Edmonton 4-1. They won 5-2, so you went 1-1. One one. Yeah. Now, Lewis, on the other hand, um, 
I chose Columbus <laughs> to beat Carolina. Uh, four to one. I lost that game three to one. And then I chose St. Louis to beat Chicago 5-3. I lost 5-4. So I lost both games 0-2. Now Lizzie, she chose the Battle of Florida Lightning versus the Panthers 3-1. They won 2-1. So you get one. And then Jets versus Dallas, you chose a 4-3 win. They lost 5-1. So you go 1-1. So that makes Lizzie three and one on the season. I'm one and three. Gibby is one and three. Lizzie, what are your picks for this week? Um, are we are we doing scores again? Yeah, it's a, yeah. Okay. Scores it's is for extra, extra points. Extra so oh, extra so you know like okay. you know like the tie point, the loser point. Yeah, that's where yeah. it'll go in that category. Sweet. Okay, so I will take Pittsburgh beating the Golden Knights. Thursday night, um, I'll take Pittsburgh winning, uh, let's go four to one. And I will take Nashville uh, beating the Islanders Saturday night. I will say three to two. All right. Gibby. Um, I am going to go with Buffalo versus Boston on Thursday. I got Boston 3-1. And then I'm going to go Carolina versus Minnesota on Saturday. Minnesota 2 nothing. Duberg gets the shutout. Wow. Yep. Wow. So I'm choosing Thursday, Minnesota versus Chicago. Minnesota 4-2. to two. Choosing them to win. And I'm choosing Sunday game. Hey! Winnipeg versus Carolina. Winnipeg is just going to spank Carolina 5-1. So we won't get to see them do their little dance. Yeah, no. please, no. We talked please, about it. Please, no. It was terrible. Yeah. Terrible. I'm sick of the Viking clap in soccer. Like, don't yeah. bring it to hockey. And then they just have to end it with stupidity. <laughs> yeah, agree. All right. So, Lizzie, thank you again for joining us. We'll talk to you again soon. And enjoy the home opener tomorrow. Cool. Thanks, guys. Go Habs. Go Habs. Bye. What if you could listen to what the most decorated Olympic athlete of all time was listening to as he gets focused for the biggest race of his life? What if you could hear what your favorite athlete was listening to while he was warming up catching balls in the end zone, or what that snowboarder was listening to while they were flying 150 feet through the air? What if you could listen to whatever anyone was listening to at the same point in time as them? What have I told you? Now you can. All right, we're back. Back at it again. It's Lewis and Gibby and friends. Uh, yeah. Gibby, Sunspot app. Tell them about it. All right. Sunspot, connecting people with creators. Create a playlist, add tracks, share the link, listen to music at the exact same time as your friends. A silent disco for the World Wide Web. No ads, no fees, all yours. Sync, stream, share. Share. All right, Sunspot. Make sure you download the Sunspot app. I'm telling you, this is going to be the next big app. 
Don't miss the wave. Mm-hmm. Soon we will have a podcast page on there so you can access our podcast on there. Sunspot. It's time for Quick Thoughts. <laughs> quick Thought. Uh, when is it okay, Gibby, to wear a jersey to a game of a team that's not participating in that game? It's never okay. Never okay. Uh, we actually saw that at the game this weekend. Yeah, to, to Pittsburgh versus Montreal, uh, Connor McDavid jersey. Connor McDavid jersey. Like, what are you doing, man? What's wrong, bud? Like, you lost? I'll give you a little bit of leniency if you're wearing, like, a, a former player. Like, I don't know, if you're wearing... Yeah, you know, like, uh, yeah, a former player. Like, Crosby yeah, like played if for you're wearing, Edmonton. If you're yeah. wearing, like, a Brian Gionta jersey, like a Buffalo Brian Gionta jersey, I'll let a pass go just because Gionta used to play for the Habs. That's right. the only time I'll let a pass go. Or Derek Broussard jersey, Ottawa Derek Broussard jersey. Yeah, sure. Playing for the Penguins, so, you know. Yeah, I'll let it, I'll let it go. But, like, you should never do that. Like, whoever, buddy, whoever you were wearing the Connor McDavid jersey... Get a grip, bud. You deserve... Figure it out, eh? A gibby punch to the face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Figure it out, bud. So, yeah, never. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you, man. Never. Like I said, if it's a player that's playing on the ice, if, uh, but is, had played for a previous team, sure, it's fine. But no, man. Just You got the opportunity to wear whatever you want. You have to wear a different team's jersey. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Like, wear a turtleneck Stop or something. It. Wear a turtleneck Anything. Instead. Jean jacket. Your favorite jean jacket. Yeah, denim. Um, another thing is, you know, we were at the game. We were up top. Should they have servers in the higher sections of the arena, or should that be only a perk for lower bowl tickets? Uh, I mean, yeah, why not? Have it. Creates a little bit more, uh, more jobs. Creates jobs. Yeah, exactly. Great jobs. Great jobs. They make enough money. Uh, and yeah, I don't want to get up. Exactly. I mean, they should be serving us more beer. Not more or beer. Or we just... should just get lower bowl tickets. Yeah, I mean, I don't <laughs> disagree Honestly, with that Honestly, no, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter to me. I'm cool with getting up. It's like a tradition type thing. It's like a routine. Intermission yeah, I don't mind ends, it either. You but get up, I'm just saying, you go... or even snacks at least. Okay, yeah. if you're not going to do beer, just bring some popcorn, some Twizzlers. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, Come yeah. Come on. Yeah, I agree. Anyway, we'll see. I'll send an email out to PPG Arena, and we'll see uh, if we can get that going. All right, so it can't always be Habs all the time, can it, Gibby? No. Now that you've had your dessert before dinner, time to talk NHL. So a lot of weird things going on in the league early on. Mm -hmm. Which team do you think is going to be better than you thought, and why? Um... The Montreal Canadiens. Ooh. My bleu blanc et rouge Ooh. have surprised me. I was expecting surprise, them Surprise, surprise. Yes. I was expecting them to compete, but I was expecting them to lose in the games, like lose 3-2 games. But honestly, they've looked fantastic against two top teams in the league. I know it's only two games in, but honestly, I think they can compete. I, I, I don't... Like, don't get me wrong. I don't see them doing this well all season, but I think they're going to do... A lot better than most people expected this year. I still have them placed missing playoffs, but hey, what do I know? I'm just a guy trying to make a living off a podcast. Yes, you are. Um, no, but honestly, I think I had them in the bottom seven, if I'm not mistaken. I think they'll just miss playoffs this time. All I, right. think th- that, I think that's where I'm going to have them. Fair assessment. A couple slots up. 
again, it's early, but I think Vancouver. Yeah. Some young, exciting that was kids. Good with, you know, you have Besser, you have that Elias Peterson kid just nasty. Lights out. Amazing. Definitely man, could win the Calder. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think that. You know, another good thing about Vancouver is they're banned from playing Fortnite on the road. Yeah. So that's another thing that could help them. I think they're going to surprise some some teams. I don't expect much from them, but I thought they were going to be a complete disaster. I really did. I thought there was going to be a mess, tire fire over there. But I think they've taken a similar approach as the Habs. They're going to be exciting and uh, relatively competitive. So I think that they're going to be better than I thought anyway. Yeah, I agree. Now, who's a pretender? Which team is off to a good start but is really a pretender? So my pretenders are the Anaheim Ducks. Um, you take out Gibson, and they'd be, honestly, they'd be terrible. Um, an all-around aging offense with Getzlaff, Perry, Kessler, all those guys, the team's on the decline. Despite their hot start, I don't see them maintaining it. I see Gibson taking a heavy nosedive, tiring out, and the team will suffer. So the Anaheim Ducks will be falling. All right. Uh, for me, it's the Hurricanes. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, they're a pretender for me. They haven't really beat any strong teams. They beat, they beat the Islanders. They beat the Rangers. They beat the Canucks. Um, they did beat Columbus in Columbus, so that I can give them a little a notch for that. But the rest of the teams are not that strong. Um, I expect a slow drop from the Hurricanes. I don't think that they're this good. Um, I think they're pretenders. And I can see them at the bottom again. But again, it's early. You just never know. But that's my choice. Yeah, pretenders. All right, that's all we got for this show. Thank you all for Mm -hmm. tuning in. Yes. This is not live, but thank you all whenever you listen. Whenever you download. And subscribe. Yes, download. Hey, comment, everybody. Comment yeah. on. Go to our YouTube channel. Have a listen. Watch our videos, workout videos. Comment on the videos. You can also comment on iTunes. Um, SoundCloud. Go to allhabs.net. Frequently visit allhabs.net. Yeah, There's they have amazing a, lot of, content. a lot of great content, a lot of great articles that are good reads. Great stuff. And I'm telling you, like professional, not biased, telling you how it is, allhabs.net. We also offer... Uh, two other podcasts from allhabs.net, which is the newest one, Habs Connection with Joe Whalen and Rick Stevens. And then we also have our boys, Habs Unfiltered with uh, Matt Smith, Treg, and Blaine Potvin. Uh, that's a great podcast as well. And then you also have uh, From the Press Box, which is at the AHL.report. So that one will give you a little more and Laval Rocket and other news. And we will have Amy Johnson Amy on next Johnson week. Amy Johnson on yes, next we week. So she'll be back. To, she'll be back. She made an appearance last year. She's gonna, we're going to talk Laval Rocket with her next week. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. Enjoy the home opener, everybody. Enjoy yeah. it. Let's get it. Let's yeah. get it. See See y'all later. Bye, have a great time.